When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to the Morally Corrupt Show, a show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. We have a baby podcast for you today. It's just me and Callie Curry. And because of the festivities of this past week, and by that I mean Super Bowl, so we'll have to wait for Potomac, but we do have Jersey, so we're gonna be recapping Jersey, and of course we're gonna do News of the Week. So a short but sweet podcast. Hallie, Jen Shaw is going to prison today. Now, I don't know if this shocked you because I swear it seems like these celebrities get, or Bravo celebrities, get more time from the time that they're sentenced to the time that they actually have to report. The Chrisleys got months, I feel like, or maybe I could be imagining this. It was months before they had to actually report to prison. Jen, it seems like 30 days. I can't believe that she's about to spend the next six years behind bars. I do agree with you. It feels like these reality TV stars, which it's shocking there's so many of them that end up in prison, but they seem to get some time in between sentencing and reporting. Um, but honestly, like, I just want to go report. Like, let's get this over with. Do you? I would, I just, I would need more time to get my mind right. Cause think about it. Ginger no, has two kids. Put me in there tomorrow. She put me in there tomorrow. <laughs> Let me get these six years. Like the time's not going anywhere. And Jen is not 20. So like, get me in and out. I would say I need like three months at least because she's got two kids and one kid is in high school. So just think about this. She's going to miss him graduating, 
going to college, going to college. She might miss all of college because I don't know where he is in high school. I mean, there's a (laughs) lot there. I want some therapy. So like not, help the, my those, child. Three, those three months aren't gonna change any of that. You still it, missing I it, it all. in place. I want to put <laughs> it in place so that my child can have the tools that he needs to live without his mom. No. I don't know. It's knowing just, knowing it's Jen, quick. she would buy him like a gown and a cap and make him pretend to graduate so she felt like she was there. It would be some shit like that. Like, let's just send her off, come back. Also. Depending on where you're reporting to also, you know, could make it a lot easier to report. Well, this is very true. She is going to a camp, a minimum security prison, because that is what you have to call it. Um, she's going to FDC Bryan. I could be saying that wrong. But she's going to Bryan, Texas. Um I don't know where I read all this, but it's 500 or less inmates. They have Numerous activities, including religious classes, foreign language classes, arts and craft services. I mean, truly, it is camp. There are plenty of things. There are at least 15 activities that you could do. You can do video phone calls with your friends and family. You can have family visit every single week um, on the weekends. I think you can have conjugal visits as well. I mean, there's a lot. Now, it should be said that Jen is going to Texas, but she's not going to be close to her family. Uh, Coach Shaw, as far as we know, is still employed as a football coach at Utah. And we all know, being in the sports world, that that's a full-time job. So I don't know how often Coach Shaw is going to get the opportunity unless they're playing Texas A&M University, which happens to be 30 minutes away or less from this camp. I don't know how often he's going to be able to go down and see her. We know her youngest son, Omar, is in high school. I I mean, she will be having a somewhat easy time in prison, but away from family. Yeah. I mean, no, no one wants to go to prison. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that should be a fear of anyone's, which is why we follow the law. Um, Also, she is in there for six years, so it's not like a little bit of time. Um, But yeah, she's off. So she won't be on Real Housewives next season. We know that. We know that she will not be on Real Housewives. Um, But seeing how we've seen rappers and other artists create songs from prison. I'm fully expecting something like that from Jen Shaw. I'm expecting her to release music. I'm expecting her to have some type of video that one of the other housewives plays during the season. I'm expecting her to insert herself in some way. No way Jen Shaw disappears for six years. There's just no well, way. Well, they might show like Meredith and Heather going to visit her or something and or do like a video call with her since apparently that's a lot allowed. So we might we might see something like that. On and I want season. to I want to see her in her suit, whether it's orange, tan, striped, striped. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to hear I want full updates. I want to know who her friends are or not. I want to know if she's seen fights. I want to know if she has a lover. I want to know all the things that could happen in these next six years with Jen Shaw. And if Bravo some way doesn't provide that to us, this is a missed opportunity. And I don't think that it means that we're 
glorifying, glorifying. In, in any way. It's just she was the housewife. She still seems to be friends with at least two, maybe yeah. one of the housewives. So it seems natural that you would address it in some way, at least the first season after. Now we don't need it after that. Um, but yeah, she also, speaking of her young son, she got a tattoo to honor her family, her new tattoo re well, her younger son got a tattoo with her that says, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Keiki, uh, which is his mom, Jen's middle name. And then she got a tattoo that reads Sharif Omar Sharif for her husband and sons. Um, so I guess that's what she did the 30 days before, in addition to, I'm sure, some private things with her family. Um, her attorney has spoken out and said that Jen Shaw's resolve to make her victims whole and to turn her life around is unyielding. She, This is a direct quote. She is committed to serving her sentence with courage and purpose, fueled by her desire to make amends for the hurt she has caused and to help others in her new community. New community. Prison. Also, obviously, we didn't get the one-on-one with Andy. I need to hear from Jen. I did this. Yes. I don't think she can say it. I don't think that she will allow herself to say it. You're right. We really haven't heard that from her. And we've only heard it through her representatives. Um, Maybe we'll get that from prison i don't know i doubt um, it if what if not what holding her my breath attorney is saying is true maybe we will I, I have to say i am a little bothered i believe in a low risk minimum security prison for those prisoners who are not as dangerous however i have a huge problem when i look at all these Activities. I know people are, it's for years, you're behind bars, you don't have your freedom. I get all that. But man, it sounds like she's chilling. She displaced a lot of people financially, Uh mentally. There have been people, sadly, who have committed, like there was that one guy who committed suicide over it. And she's going away for six years to camp. Some Something about it is very unsettling to me. And I just have to say that. I don't want to get into the politics of it all. I just have to say that. When I read that, the list of all the things that she gets to do. Yeah. It's these 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 white collar crimes and these these rich people get off even go to rich prison if that's well if I can even say that it's just yeah, I, don't right. know, I don't even know if she's rich but um I don't have a problem <laughs> with the activities or it being minimum security um I think maybe you have like a higher chance of coming out of something like this a better person than you do in the way that our prison structure currently is I don't like the access the accessibility to prisons like this is very limited to the people that seem to have a platform or wealth. And there's plenty of black and brown people that are behind bars for very minimal crime or um, like nonviolent crimes and they don't have access to these facilities. That is my problem. I don't think that if you're a celebrity or you're rich, you should have access to these things over someone who de- who has done something equally or less to what you've done and you have to go to Rikers. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Jen Shaw, 
Um, wow, it's an end of an era. Uh, we'll we'll continue to keep you reported should we hear anything else, and we'll give that to you in the news of the week. Right now, we're going to move on to New Jersey, and um, I got to say, Callie, we're on the second episode, and I am truly enjoying New Jersey up until this point. I mean, again, it's only two episodes in, but they're giving us immediately. What we uh-huh. want from them. I love the new additions. I feel like they're love. fitting in seamlessly. It seems like they really are friends with these women, uh-huh. even if they're just meeting them. And if they aren't friends, they don't get invited to the party like she did invite Jackie. I loved it. <laughs> I, loved I it so completely much. agree with you. I also think that so often, even for some of our favorite franchises, so even for Potomac, the first two episodes were like, oh, you know, it's episode one. They have to set it up. Da, 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 da. Like we always give like a kind of like, uh, what's it called? Like room, I guess, for it to be built up into the drama or to be right. built up into the characters. Imme- immediately from episode one, we're into it. I loved episode one. I have loved episode two. I love the new additions. I think that if they're not directly friends with at least one person on the cast, they're friends with friends that are people on the cast. So they all, yes. the new the new additions seem to either know each other or know each other by association. So it makes it like way more organic. I absolutely love new edition Blondie. I think she's hilarious. And she's like, when I, when I watch her, I'm like, this is a New Jersey housewife. Is it the richest? Is it the richest of the richest housewife? No, but like, she's got money. She's obsessed with her family and her husband. And like, like she's what you find in the dictionary of New Jersey housewife to me. Yes. And she calls it like it is. She's very confident. She's not afraid to challenge you. I appreciate that. And let this also be a lesson to other franchises, specifically Salt Lake City coming off of that. You need this many housewives or the friends. Uh, well, because I guess they had the friends. Of, no, you need this many housewives. There are plenty of storylines, fresh faces, real friendships. And if Salt Lake City can't give us what Jersey has, then you just don't need to come back and you need to take some time off until you get it right. This mm-hmm. is what a franchise is supposed to look like. Um, I also think that the new additions don't seem super thirsty. Like no. they are not coming on and trying to be like the baddest bitch at the ball. They're just like being themselves. They're being really honest. Like even not inviting Jackie, she knows that might rub people the wrong way. And she's like, I don't fucking care. I loved, I know we're jumping, I guess we're jumping on a tiny bit, but I fucking loved when she was like, when these people come into my house, if I hear anybody here say, oh, it's so cute. I'm going to lose my mind. And the first person that walks in is like, oh my God, so cute. <laughs> I I really like her. I, do, I, I really am enjoying her too. But wait, isn't that just what people say? I feel like it's not a sign of saying, oh, it's so, it's like little and cute. When I walk into someone's house, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. I love this. I love this. I mean, you don't say, what else are you going to say? Your house is so pretty. Um, Your house I is think so- that if you are in a palatial house, 
cute is usually not the word that you use. You're usually right. like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Oh, I love this. This is beautiful. The inter- Like whatever you're saying, cute is usually not the word to describe that. <laughs> now you can go into you're a right. nice house and say it's cute. But if yeah. you're going into like a grand house, you usually don't say it's cute. Right. And Jen's, Jennifer's house is big and ugly. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, it's, I was just, say, it's big and ugly. Jen's house is not my taste, but what I think it's Danielle's taste, absolutely. And I love that she went in there and was like, oh my gosh, like this is everything. <laughs> like loved, like there was literally like a chair with rhinestones on it. And she's like, oh my God. Like sh- it's Jersey. It's Jersey. And you know what else I appreciated when she goes over, when Danielle goes over to Jennifer's house and she's sitting there, she, she is obviously at this point seeing the dynamics of this friend group. And has not let that deter her from Jennifer. She's like about creating her own friendships and getting to know people on her own terms. And I love when she's sitting there and she goes, you know, like, I just, I think you're the nicest and I connected with you. I think we're a lot alike. We're both crazy. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I hope you don't and take I, this the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Jennifer is crazy. And I agree. But like, Danielle seems fun crazy and Jennifer and you, you were, you said this the last episode and it is true. Jennifer is fun to watch. She's, I think she would drive me crazy if I was with her in person, but Jennifer is the fun, crazy friend that you're like, Hey, I'm going to Vegas this weekend. You invite Jennifer. She's always going to be down for whatever. She's going to stay up all night. She's going to have a good time. She might black out. She might black out. That friend serves a purpose. I even think Teresa introduced her to maybe Rachel at the skate party and said, this is my crazy friend. This is my fun friend, Jennifer. Maybe she said that to Danielle. So like that's Jennifer's role. And I enjoy mm-hmm. watching her. But other than that, she would dress. She's just a lot. Like, she's always talking. And it's like, Jennifer, mm-hmm. shut up. But, but I'm loving this friendship between Danielle and Jennifer. I don't know how long it's going to last. But right now, I appreciate it. I think the two of them together could be a force this season. Also, I felt like this episode really just like drove home the point that Jackie's a friend of. Because Danielle was like, eh, no thanks. And then the other new girl... Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, She also was like, yeah, she's rude to me too. I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) She's out of here. Jackie's boring. Jackie... I, 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 I could see Jackie being season. stuck up. I agree with Danielle. I could see that she could come off a little bit stuck up. I don't think she actually is when you get to know her, but I think she's a guarded person in general. So I can see she's how that can person. come off that way. Yeah. But I love how Margaret was like, aren't we all? And it's like, yes, Margaret, you're right. <laughs> you are all stuck up. You really are. Jackie's, you know, it, it was, it, it ended the storyline we got for Jackie and her being so open about her struggles, I feel like that was kind of like the end of her journey with New Jersey. I thought it brought awareness to something that a lot of women are too afraid to talk about. It was really great to see, but there was really nothing left for Jackie to give us. Like the, the cheating scandal with her husband was ridiculous. Like we didn't need to see any of that. It was time for Jackie to be a friend of. And honestly, I didn't think I'd feel this way so quickly, but when she pops up, like when she came to Dolores' house, I was kind of like, why is Jackie here? I, did the, I had <laughs> the exact, here? exact same reaction. 
Also, I was thinking it's interesting that Danielle and Rachel felt that vibe from them because I'm sure Jackie's like, yeah, y'all bitches took my spot. Yeah, that's true too. Because remember the first episode she goes, she goes, um, hello, I'm here. You haven't even acknowledged me. And it's like, Jackie, <laughs> you're a friend of. None of us yeah. are at this point. And if you're a friend of, you really got to insert yourself. You got to be like mm-hmm. Jacqueline from Potomac who pretty much gave us a whole storyline. That's you got. <laughs> yeah. You got to be messy. She you made the dirty. reunion. She made the reunion. You got to get dirty. Jackie is not unless something new happens. And again, we're only on. Yeah, she ain't making the reunion. She's she not making the reunion. reunion. You're not giving us anything. Um, okay, I love when we jump around um, because this is what we would do in real conversation if we were on the phone talking about the episode. Um, we're getting. We're already starting to get Teresa's wedding uh, planning her wedding, which. I love <sighs> because we know where this episode. I do. I know we know where this episode. Oh no, is no, going no! To end. I, yeah, I loved it. Not I, episode, sorry, sh- season. Season. I'm shocked. I actually think her invitations were so pretty. Yeah, when you, I thought they would have been more tacky, and I'm basing this on the way wedding. tackier. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty. Yeah. The flowers, like they were gorgeous. I, I felt like even Melissa and Joe, who obviously never want to give her a compliment. Like they were like, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty. Like <laughs> you, you couldn't, you couldn't say that they were ugly. They were really, really beautiful invites. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. that then cuts to Joe and Melissa doing what? What did Joe and Melissa do? Can they do anything else besides talk about Teresa? It's actually disgusting. <laughs> and you know, I've I just a defender watching of them, this back. But I can't. Like Melissa for seasons has continually beat into our head that like, she's the rational one. Like, do you see this? Do you see this? Do you, whatever. We're two episodes in and I'm like, girl, if you sit your ass on that reunion couch and don't say, yeah, it looked really bad. The first two episodes, every scene I'm in, I'm talking about Teresa negatively. And it's the only thing you're not talking. They have not talked about anything else. Nothing, nothing. They have nothing else to talk about. It really is true. But we know, but, 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 we know where this episode is leading up to because they start to allude to it this season. So it's not a storyline that Joe and Melissa have created for themselves. It's the rumors again, which we've been here before where this isn't Joe and Melissa's storyline. It's it's surrounding them, which I'm for. If Joe and Melissa would have just let it go... And you sent that long text that you had to show everyone that you sent it. And we're like, I'm over it, da, da, da. Clearly not over it. They are forcing it. It's their only storyline. And the storyline that's coming up surrounding Melissa still involves Teresa. So once again, Teresa is connected to it. Um, I do love that we get the inside or we get Teresa addressing what Ramona did with the invitation <laughs> because that was such a big deal in real time when it happened of Ramona. And I love that they played the clip and they had to completely, they didn't change. They had to completely change everything. Right. They just changed like everyone. They had to send an email to everyone, change everyone's password because Ramona gave everyone the password. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they did that. Already in episode two with Teresa you know, making amends with Margaret, 
with her sending out the invitation and not really discussing Joe and Melissa, she's already coming out way better and mm-hmm. more likable this season than um, Joe and Melissa. And I have to say, that's it really seems like she's balanced out within her relationship and she's in a happier mm-hmm. place. And she's found that person who gives her all of that. And she says she's in therapy and she seems to really be applying whatever tools she's getting to therapy in her real life. And I like it. I like to watch that. I mean, even when she got to the mozzarella party, um, (laughs) and I think it was um, Margaret, I think it was Margaret, who was like, oh, weren't you just in LA with Melissa? And we're asking Teresa the question. She's like, yeah, I had so much fun. Like, did not say anything bad about Melissa. Right. The day before... (laughs) <laughs> Margaret asked Melissa the same question and Melissa went on a fucking five minute tangent about how bad everything like I'm like you can't even just say like not everything's everyone's business like you couldn't have right. even just like kept it positive and kept it moving nope any chance they've gotten they've thrown Teresa under the bus <laughs> and this is before Teresa has done the thing that made them not go to the wedding so I'm like you can't blame this on that you know what I mean no, but I will say, because when they kept saying, oh, we were just in L.A., we were just in L.A., I was like, what were they in L.A. for? And then I was like, oh, it was the MTV Awards. I was there. I worked that carpet and I talked mm. to all of them because they showed a picture of them on the carpet. And I talked to Louis, Teresa, Joe and Melissa. And I will say. Teresa and Louie were like cl- on cloud nine. Louie was the perfect Instagram husband. Well, now <laughs> husband or whatever they got married. I don't know. He was like film- filming her from the side. He had a-, a plastered smile on his face. He was genuinely, he didn't try to stand next to her in interviews. And But like if we called him over, he would. But he was just so happy to see her shining. Meanwhile, I thought something was wrong with Melissa and Joe. Their energy was off. I remember I even turned to my producer and I was like, they seem off, right? They didn't seem happy together. Maybe they were bothered by the Teresa and Louie of it all, but the energy was just off compared to Teresa and Louie. And that's kind of what we're seeing reflected this season. 100%. I was going to say, we keep saying like, Teresa seems like she's in a better place, da 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 and this is what happens when you're actually happy. Well, we can't say all that and not say the, the vice versa of it. Like, are you guys happy? Because like, you seem miserable every time you're on screen. And it really seemed that way in person. It, it, I, I really said it out loud. I was like, that's not the Melissa and Joe I expected to see together. I feel like I've seen them together somewhere else on a carpet. Something was, I, I honestly thought maybe they, maybe they had an argument or something before. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Moving on to, I love, I, I love what how they're setting this season up. I love that they're like planting Easter eggs and giving us what we know is going to come without giving us the full thing. And I'm specifically saying this because of what we saw at Margaret's party that she had, which I don't even know what kind of party. I guess she just had the girls over to play a little yeah. game. Oh yeah, it was game day. I really got what it was. Game day. It was game night. It was like, <laughs> or, yeah, it was definitely bright outside. But the one, one one woman who's not really on the show was like, game night. I thought we were playing dominoes, but they were, or not dominoes, Monopoly. I don't know why I would say dominoes. <laughs> definitely not dominoes. Um, definitely was a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> and um, they played this, that game that was like, I mean, I really didn't care for the game. It was just like, who would you have a threesome with? Or I know. what are you most embarrassed about having sex with your husband? Which I'm like, you're having sex with your husband. Like, do whatever you want. Yeah. I, yeah, we didn't need all that. And I'll tell you what else we don't need. And I'm sorry to say, we're two episodes in. I don't need to see Margaret's creative director again. We've got to <laughs> stop. <laughs> the fact that she's even getting... What is it called? A Chiron at the bottom? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she's even getting that, I'm like, why do we keep? It's one thing if they're in Margaret's office and they're talking about the business, but her in the kitchen, her at a party. Why? That's twice now. I don't need to. I don't need to see her. She's Let getting more go. time than Jackie. She's getting more time than Jackie. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, who is this woman? Every single time she talks about, who is she? Enough. We don't need any more of her. But back to the party, this party, we're getting the seeds planted about the woman who's going to deliver us this rumor about Melissa that we know is coming. So mm-hmm. these Easter eggs that are popping up, we first saw it when Jennifer and Danielle were together hanging out at the house. And mm-hmm. they call Teresa and they're chatting it up and they're talking about Laura, this ex-friend of Margaret, who mm-hmm. DM'd them allegedly or messaged them and said, I want to tell you some stuff about Margaret. And mm-hmm. they didn't say who else, but just Margaret or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Jennifer's like, well, if somebody approached Margaret with this information, you betcha Margaret would talk to them. And Jennifer's not Absolutely. Lying. Absolutely. Which we'll see this later in the episode. But I want to be like, Margaret, literally last season, you went and found stuff on Louie. And then you try to say that people were just telling you it. That's fine. This woman is just telling Teresa and Jennifer. What's the difference? Margaret, yes, Margaret absolutely would have done the same thing. Um, so this is her karma coming back to her. But I do give Jennifer and Teresa credit because they know, well, here's the thing. They know this is going to come out later, but they were like, we don't want to be the ones to bring out when Danielle says, did they, did they talk about anybody else? Did she say anything else? And they just kind of look at each other 
Or maybe Teresa's like, she talks about other people and Danielle's like, well, what did she say? Or whatever it is, they allude to more information was given about somebody else in the friend group, but they're not going to be the ones to talk about it. I appreciate it. They didn't that. say it. Also, Jen was like, that's not like, we're not that type of, we're, we're not that type of uh, type of people. So I was like, okay. They were given the opportunity and they did not. And they didn't. That Then you switch to Margaret's party where it gets brought up again. It gets brought up again. Yes. Gets brought up again. Margaret references her friend, her ex-friend, Laura, um, who she says we has have, been talking. We have footage she- of Laura. But yeah, Laura was around. They're child, they're childhood friends. This isn't just yeah. like a friend she met along the way. They go deep. So you always have to wonder when a friendship like that goes off the rails, something happened? huge happened. What something. happened? Also, like she was on the show, like not on the show, but like she was so close to Margaret that she had been around multiple times to where Bravo had footage of her. So like this isn't like they stopped being friends years ago. Yeah. And they've been friends since childhood. So what happened to end a 20-year friendship? It's I bad. also... Or 20 years. 40-year. 50-year friendship. <laughs> I, also, I also don't know... I mean, I guess it does happen. But then it's so hard for me because how is she all of a sudden completely not credible? I mean, listen, when I've ended friendships, it's because they're lying, talking shit, and or it so doesn't make sense where you're just like, what kind of soulless person are you? It's just that evil, the actions that you see from this person. That's why I've ended friendships. Um, But I, it has to be something along those lines. But I will say, if Laura is sharing this information with Teresa, who she knows that Margaret and Teresa have a rocky relationship, Mm -hmm. and Jennifer as well, then that speaks to the character of Laura. How credible is Laura that she's deep? Because they said she messaged them on her, but she did this on her because she wanted to. No, it for sure that speaks to her. It's it definitely makes her seem vindictive, but we don't know what Margaret did to her to make her vindictive, or if she's just a crazy person that Margaret was friends with for fifty years. Um, that being said, I could see someone wanting to put like sauce on whatever they said, but to. Do you think you're just completely making something up? I don't know. Also, based on what Teresa and Jennifer said, she knew a lot about stuff that had happened. So Margaret had been telling her stuff that was correct. So it's hard if you're Teresa or you're Jennifer and you're hearing 15 things and 10 out of those 15 things they know to be true because they were there. Yeah. Yeah. How are you all of a sudden going to be like, oh, these last five things, probably not true. They might not be true, but I think it would be hard to be like, you know, all of this. So clearly she was telling you stuff, but then now she, like the rest of it's just made up. Yes. But I will say if a friend screwed me over, my natural reaction would not be to get revenge to screw on them by back. telling her. For sure. Yeah. Like, that is on TV. A character flaw. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That yeah, yeah. is really speaks to who you are as a person. Okay. Soulless. So I will say she might not be a great person. I just don't know that she's lying. Sure, sure. And Margaret's smart. Margaret knows that Laura has been around town talking about her. Margaret is smart. Margaret also knows that she has told Laura a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And because Margaret's smart, she's trying to do damage control because she doesn't know what Laura is going to tell people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I got from her planting this seed at the party of like, oh, Teresa and Jennifer think they're smart. I there's a there's a mole in Jennifer's circle because I know that they sought Laura out. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. This is you doing damage control. Can you imagine if your best friend turned on you and started telling all the things that you told her that you know you necessarily weren't supposed to tell? Margaret is freaking out at this point. Mm-hmm. This is like the worst thing that could happen to her. Um, so I am curious. We better get Laura. I don't know if I've seen her in any previews. Mm-mm. I don't think we get Laura. Laura. I don't think we get Laura, which also makes me think it's more validated. Why would we not? Why would we not get Laura? She clearly if she, wants if to Laura talk. doesn't want to be on. Laura might want to tell them, but she might not want to be on TV. She's been on TV already as a friend. Oh, Laura I know, but she might not want to be on social. TV saying stuff. But see, then that makes me think it's not true. That makes me think it's true. I think if someone w- was doing this for that, I don't know. We'll see. We don't even know what it is. We don't even know everything that it is. The best scene for me, I just really like Danielle. I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope she doesn't do me wrong because I'm on the Danielle train. But I loved her party. This was like my favorite part of the episode. Um I love the guy making the mozzarella and how they all were like, oh, is this sexual? I'm like, no, the dude's just hot. You guys just think he's hot. He could have been like making poop and you would have thought it was sexual. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, um, right. But I just like thought that whole scene was great. And then it led up to. Yeah. yeah. Which Jennifer F., was hilarious. She was like, stop fighting. You guys, you, neither one of you guys are going to admit you were wrong. What are we doing? You're wasting everyone's time here. And then they wouldn't stop fighting. She was like, ugh. And just like shoved the biggest piece of mozzarella in her mouth. Like she was over it. She wanted to eat and have a good time and was tired of the bickering. And we're only in the second episode and it just shows that these (laughs) women really don't get along with each other. If you think that they could come together, they would come together around the mozzarella, the men making it, you know, a new friend, a new place to go. And instead, somehow, it just hits the fan, which... These are, this is the side of Jennifer that I can't stand, right? Loves Jennifer when it was one-on-one with Danielle. But then when she gets in the group, she is a, she really is insufferable. She really, really okay. is. I'm, I'm I agree on with you, Margaret, in the sense that I thought y'all made up. Let's move on. Let's not have this fight anymore. Can we fight about something else? I agree with you. The only thing I would say is I think Jennifer goes into situations feeling like it's 10 on one. Because even though Teresa has her back, 
Teresa's in this like kumbaya stage. She's really not trying to get in the mix. Even, even when the other women are talking about um, Jennifer, like Teresa definitely says stuff. Like she'll be like, they're just happy, leave them alone. But she's not trying to go toe to toe. Like for not for Jennifer anyways. I think the only thing, even with Melissa, I think she's trying her hardest to not go there. Um, where in seasons past, she would have been on it in a second. And she's definitely trying to stay out of the mix of the fighting. She is. So Jen goes into these places thinking Dolores hates me. Margaret hates me. Jackie hates me. Am I missing anyone? No. Oh, Melissa. Melissa. Right? Melissa. They seem cool right now. I think they're fine. But is Melissa going to have the other threes back over over Jennifer? Absolutely. So I feel like Jennifer walks into these places like, here we go. Because it seems like when Margaret starts going at her, Jennifer is like one, like zero to a hundred. But I feel like it's like her defensiveness because she's like, if I start with Margaret, then Dolores is going to jump in. Then Jackie's going to jump in. And then it's always her versus all of them. Yeah. Well, this is what I will say. She might go in thinking like that, but she starts it. And that's where <laughs> it becomes an issue. And she she might, she's probably right. Like they don't really care for you, but then but they don't start it with you. You get it started yeah. with them. So this is why I'm like, I'm a, I don't want to hear last year's arguments this season. Again. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Um, Dolores and Jen, that's a new fight. I'm okay with that. We we were kind of getting little things before Jennifer even got there that Dolores was like, I'm not messing with her. I'm not having it. And Dolores is right. Dolores usually doesn't start it, but she'll finish it, which is what I appreciate about Dolores. Because um, Jen's like, I don't have issues with Dolores, but you clearly do. You clearly do. So like, don't- Well, I think we talked about this last week and I think Jen is right in what she's saying. Because I don't think Jen has a problem with Dolores. Jen's problem with Dolores is that Dolores has a problem with her. She wants to be friends with Dolores. She absolutely I, wants Dolores to care about her. Even Bill, like, she, he's like, you have these expectations. Like, he, she wants Dolores to like her. And Dolores has an issue with her. And instead of Jen trying to figure out why Dolores no. has an issue with her and be okay with it, she can't because she's, uh, because Jen. So instead of fixing it with Dolores, she's just like, all right, fuck Dolores then. No, I don't agree because they gave the flash. She, she does want to be friends with Dolores, but she feels like Dolores, Dolores isn't friending her the way that she wants it. She wants more from Dolores. She really likes yeah. Dolores. And I think that, I think that's part of, her friendship with Teresa. She sees how close they are. And so she wants Dolores to treat her like she treats Teresa. 100%. This is a French, this is a childhood friendship. It's not going to go that way. But when they give the flashback and they show that Dolores has tried to stand up for Jen. And so Jen's not oh, satisfied with what, Jen's not satisfied with what Dolores has given her. So I'm Dolores. I'm like, listen, I have been a friend. I might not be the friend that oh, you oh, want. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me be clear. I'm on Dolores' side in this argument. But I don't think that Jen actually has a problem with Dolores. Like, I don't think Dolores has done anything to Jen. I don't. I think her problem is, like, I want to be best friends with you like you are with Teresa. Yeah. And Dolores is like, I thought we no. were friends, but you're expecting me to be your best friend and we're not there yet. So and Dolores now, now has a problem with... 
Oh yeah, Dolores is done. But I think Dolores actually does have a problem with Jen because she's like, you're psycho for wanting that from me and I barely know you. I think Mm -hmm. Jen, it ends up being a problem, but really she just wants Dolores to like be her best friend. Yeah. Yeah, no, she does. And I love that Dolores is like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, even beyond that, Dolores is like, I have been as good of a friend to you that I would be with someone. Yeah. And she and she really has. Like, yeah, I, she I'm has. so team Dolores. I'm so team I mean, I, it would be really hard for me not to be team Dolores in anything. I love Dolores. Right. Right. So um, she's rational and she just doesn't take shit from anyone. Uh, this ends, of course, with Melissa, you know, going back to her storyline and fighting with Teresa about not sitting the Gorgas at her family table during her engagement party in 2021. We're in 2023. I know this is filmed in 2022, but still, that we talked about this already. We talked about this. I don't like, yes, Teresa says she's about family. Yes, I do think that that was a messed up thing to do, but we've already talked about it. it I happened. do think, yeah, I mean, they even talked about it at the reunion. So, like, we should be beyond that. And again, Joe and Melissa just are not letting anything go. Um, I do think it, there is some sort of disconnect, though, because it seems like Teresa's like, I didn't know you weren't sitting with us. Jen was like, you came up to me and said, I feel bad they're not sitting with us. Teresa was like, you weren't supposed to sit at that table. And it just is, it's just going to be like, I don't know how that, I don't know how that happens, Callie. You're married. Oh, listen. Did you know what, you know where people were sitting? I don't know how that um, happens. At the engagement party, honestly, probably not. We but didn't even have an engagement party. <laughs> I don't know if I had an engagement party either. So, and at my rehearsal dinner, I don't think I even had seats. It was like, sit down. Yeah, we didn't either. But I can't imagine you having tables unless there was no assigned seating and the family just gathered there. And that's what she should say. There wasn't a signed seating. I do think it's messed up how it ended up. Do I know that Teresa purposely did that? I don't know. Regardless, it happens. So just like apologize and move on. But I think that happened at the reunion and we're still here. And we did. And yeah, exactly. We're still here. And that's the biggest problem with Melissa. Look, Melissa, you don't, you, she said it very well. I don't know if it's in the trailer, or if this was in one of the other two episodes. She said, I'm so tired. I'm so glad that we have to, we don't have to pretend anymore. We don't have to pretend like everything is okay. Great. Yeah. Then, then just, then stop rehashing old stuff. You're not on the same page. You don't get along. It is sad. I will agree with Joe. Your parents probably are looking at you and upset that their children aren't getting along. You're the only family that you have other than um, Kathy and her sister. I can't think. And you don't get along with them. You don't get along with them either. Like everybody. Rosie. Rosie. Kathy and Rosie, you just don't get along. And that is sad. But I think y'all kind of accepted it at this point. So let's move on. I really don't want a whole season of this. I really, really don't. Oh, we're going to need um, a whole season. The only, the only reason why we it. won't is because Teresa and Louis seem to want to just live their own life. Like, Teresa probably came home to this party, talked to Louis for like two seconds about it, and then just started talking about something else. I wonder if Teresa's master plan is, if I disengage, then they have nothing. Right? If I don't... Well, that is the plan. Let's do it, Teresa. 
if I don't acknowledge it, then it's just them talking to each other, them talking to themselves. And it kills the storyline. I wonder if that's where, it'd be interesting. I wonder if that's where she's going with that. We'll see. I hope so. We'll see. Um, All right, guys. Well, that's it. We gave you a long recap of New Jersey because there really is a lot to cover. Um, I do wish Jen Shaw's family well because it's not their fault what happened. So I hope that like the kids are okay. Coach Shaw, it's going to be a long six years and you don't wish that on anybody. And I also, of course, obviously my heart goes out to the families that were impacted, but also just want to acknowledge the kids involved in this situation. Well, that's it for us here on Morally Corrupt. We will see you guys soon. Have a great weekend and be safe.